man. This doesn't. I mean, this is this looks interesting, but not good. No, that's that's uh, that's part of it. Oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't watch it two x speed and judge it that way. There we okay. go. Salo Combat Evolved Anything? This is episode 239 of Insert Credit, a video game talk show featuring a panel of experts who absolutely must answer whatever question I pose to them within six minutes or meet the consequence of a horrible buzzer. I'm Alex Jaffe, and my Mega Man Robot Master call sign would be Quizman. Call sign? I thought it was just their names. Hmm. You'd be the expert. My name is... uh... Frank Cifaldi, and and if I had a Mega Man robot master name, I'd be the postman. Ooh. Oh, that's good. Nice, Kevin Costner. Like Carl Malone. Um, I'm Tim Rogers, and my Mega Man uh, robot master call sign would be, uh, uh, I don't know, I was going to say video, man, because I make videos and uh, I play video games. It's a little Captain N. It's a little boring, though. Video Man. It's okay. Yeah, but you have like a, you know, have a television on your abdomen. Yes, kind of CRT thing, right? for, a, yeah. for a head yeah. or in your guts. Or both. Or both. I like it. Yeah, why not? Like the diehard game fan mascot? Yes. That's what a, was that's his a, name? That's it, exactly. Mon- Monitor was his name. Why don't you be Die Hard Man? Oh, Die Hard Man? Die Hard Game Fan Man? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Video Die Hard Game Fan Man. That's my okay. name. Forget the fan boys. The video game fan man's in town. I'm Brandon Sheffield, and uh, Ghost Man? Is there already a Ghost Man? I, I don't, I don't feel think like, there is. I don't think there There's is. There's a Skull Man. Seems like there should be, but I do not believe there is. I'm yeah. not going to lie. That would be the worst uh, the worst level in Mega Man, because the ghost houses are the worst levels in Super Mario World. They are. Mm. So, yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to make the worst levels, and I'm just going to slot right in there. People will be like, oh, yeah, this guy was here the whole time because Ghost Man seems like it should have I'm guessing, I'm guessing that those ghost houses in Super Mario World happened because, like, Hiroshi Yamauchi's, like, godson or whatever needed a job, and, and he's like, he's got to work with you, Miyamoto. And uh, if it weren't for that little dirtbag kid, he was probably 12 years old, uh, we wouldn't have any <laughs> puzzle platformers. There would be no puzzle platformers ever. Speaking of puzzle platformers, yeah, I do have a question apropos of nothing. Is a tech demo a video game? <laughs> <laughs> Sonic Frontiers. Is this our Sonic Frontiers question? Is this what we talk about? This is your Sonic Frontiers question, gentlemen. Okay. Are you all okay. just chilling with that Sonic Frontiers uh, uh, recently? <laughs> you, 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 it's on right now, buddy. Had you not had you not seen it, Frank? Were you were you reacting to it live before the show? I was. Uh, so I I had seen the like quick cut trailer. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen the uh, six ish minutes of of gameplay. Yeah, that was a bad bad move, Carl. Wasn't it? It's. Uh, <laughs> this is not a game to release uh, that that footage. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, so I know. there was some pressure to show like progress or whatever, and so this this is like this is like an investor pitch or something, you know? Like this is not a game. It is like Jeff oh, yeah. said, it's a it's a demo of an idea. But I'm watching this, and it's like, what's the game? Do you just run around and get rings, and that's the game? It's it's so weird. <laughs> we make Sonic like this is basically what the video is. We make Sonic like this, right? What do you think? <laughs> 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 we make Sonic before. Uh, next, we make Sonic like this. So they they definitely watched Breath of the Wild 
and were like, <laughs> they watched it. That's 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 a really good way. Of and they were it. like, they well, <laughs> I guess uh, I guess that's what we got to do. And they and they saw like those old Unreal Engine tech demos of Sonic running around in the grass, and they were like, yeah, dude. Uh, and and then, they said, "They said, could I do that? I've just made two Family Matters references while we're talking <laughs> right. about uh, the, the the first one was when I I said uh, that was a bad move, Carl. If anybody noticed mm-hmm. that, yeah, I noticed. Which mm-hmm. is not exactly a Family Matters reference, though. It was that I I swapped out the name uh, Carl for Jerry. Yes, put that in the liner notes. So whoever's writing the liner notes, uh, that uh, the Jerry was Jerry was dethroned by Carl for just a moment. So they saw the they saw the Breath of the Wild." They were like, let's do that. The The thing that I understand about this, though it looks like an investor pitch to us, and though it looks like they have showed it too early to us, uh, this is the game as far as I understand. This is it. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, there's there's going to be other stuff. I'm sure there's going to be enemies and stuff, but this... Uh, this is this is this is the video game that that they are making on purpose. Um, yeah, <laughs> and the, this is not like they're not showing early footage here. They're showing uh, finished footage. <laughs> deep in development, yeah, yeah. It's it's deep enough. And I think that it's you know I'm interested in the idea of a weird sandboxy Sonic where you just run around and it's vibes and stuff, but. At least make the colors right. Like give give us the Sonic colors. Yeah. Give us some some jazzy music. Like put some Unreal Engine Memphis design shapes in the sky. You know, mm-hmm. do something. And also, it shouldn't it shouldn't be a, a beautiful contemplative forest. It should be New Donk City for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this is not a Sonic environment. No, it's uh, it's just it's 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 got real like what if we modded Sonic into uh Skyrim lol vibes to it. Yeah, ironically, New Donk City to me is just whatever the city is from Sonic Adventure. Like the people even sure, look and the it's same. and it's real good too. Yeah, it's really it's, good. It's it's very good, and all the platforming is fun. All the geometry is good. The level design is great. It's so weird. It's like we we often have talked to, uh, I don't know about all of us together. Would You know, we, the video game people, have talked of uh, developers occasionally seeming as though they are uh, ignorant to AAA video games. You know, the the sort of, yeah, there's people out there who, uh, who, who brag about not owning a television, you know. I feel like when I saw this this sonic frontiers footage i i thought is this game being made by people who brag about not owning a television like is, <laughs> yeah. is what it felt like right so it, it's like it, it's it's like they've heard about breath of the wild right yeah uh, or they and they, or it's like it's like i'm a video oh game God. designer i've been working on video games for 36 years i've been working on video games since the sega master system days since the days Alex Kidd dominated uh, at the video store, uh, I need not engage uh, as a player with any of these modern games uh, to which uh, our game superficially aspires. Uh, games like Halo Infinite or Destiny, which prove that this sort of open-world contemplative game that simply wallows in the joy of its raw mechanics uh, can not only exist, but exist bountifully, right? It's like, I don't need to play those games. I get the idea because I worked on the original Sonic, right? It's like what it what it feels like. It's it's really weird. And I'm like, <laughs> there's games like, like I, I just accidentally said, games like Destiny or Halo Infinite that prove, oh, you can just kind of place cool mechanics in a big world. And uh, with the help of the modern science of game design and level design, you can yeah. craft all sorts of fun stuff. That's what they're missing. In there. And it's like, I don't see any of that. 
And I feel like if they had that, they'd have definitely shown it, right? Mm-hmm, for sure. If, if they had that, they'd have definitely put it in there. So it's so weird to see Sega doing this now because Sega is the house of Yakuza right now, right? Yeah. Which are like the best video games, I, I would say. If we had to pick one king of video games right now, it might as well be Yakuza. I think we all agree, right? Yeah. yeah. That's an Isocratic yeah. consensus. I believe. Yeah. yeah. It, it, mm-hmm. it's, uh, so it's like, what, what's up with Sonic then? Like, why, mm-hmm. why can't you do the same... Have the same, uh, I'm not saying I want Sonic walking around the city uh, singing karaoke and, uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm not saying that. I don't care about time, Jaffy. We're not done here. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta <laughs> keep talking about Sonic. <laughs> I mean, right. I'm just, I'm watching this stupid video and it's oh, like, God. he's running, he's running through these trees with like, you know, beautiful light shining through or whatever. And then off in the distance just pops in just what looks like someone took a bunch of paper clips and like randomly curved them around and like, and like yeah. glued them to the sky <laughs> that's the to use disneyland terms uh that's the weenie you know that's yeah. the thing that draws your eye it's mm-hmm. just random paperclip crap glued to the sky just box. some squiggles it's so weird i saw a tweet from a buddy of mine uh the night sky prince shout out to the night sky prince he should be on this show at some point uh i bet he'd do it um i saw a tweet where he was like i'm watching this that sonic frontiers footage this looks cool and then, like, 30 seconds later, he tweeted again with just LMAO. I thought that was really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, oh, well, wait, maybe not. Uh, pretty good. I'd love to just be Sonic. Sure. Be him in a space. Why not? And then it's like, nah. Give me something to do as in. You need stuff. Yeah, it's like walking simulators are cool when, when, when like, three people from Amsterdam do it or whatever. But, like, uh, a Sonic walking simulator, I'm going to need a little bit more. It's not it's not necessarily yeah. I don't know. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. That long sequence that Frank was describing where there's the you're you're running through the whole island. I I realized that that was supposed to show us, wow, look at how seamlessly you can go across the world in this game. But what it actually showed is, wow, there's n- there's n- there's nothing here. Like there's oh, really how without seams you can traverse this nothing. Yes. There's really Well, even even Breath of the Wild had like a path. You know, like like a walking path that was the clear mm-hmm. thing, and then you could go off an adventure. There's no walking path here. It's just it's just a bunch of grass. Sonic to be Sonic kind of needs to be glued to a track, honestly. Like that's okay. He's got to be going somewhere. Three D Sonic yeah. is a fascinating disease because the world at large, the collective community of video game designers, level designers, video game developers inspired by Sonic, have been spoon feeding the world perfect ideas for 3d open world platform video games for the last 20 some years and uh sega just uh, you know keeps closing its eyes and turning its head or whatever babies do when they don't like a particular type of food it's just so weird to see this it's like i don't know why not you could make a cool sonic yeah they could but then again if sega did it how if sega did it how many people out there would just not be making their their much cooler games i don't know there's mario odyssey man mario odyssey could have just been a sonic Mm -hmm. just make a sonic like that i don't know something that troubles me is they have that sequence where sonic opens up like a big portal thing to go to like another part of the island or whatever Mm -hmm. what worries me is like with all this seamlessness and all this verticality that you can have how come I can't jump over that or get over that mountain that's right next to it or just walk around the slight, <laughs> like, the little slope that's next to it? Like, there's going to be some weird, obtuse, hardcore gating in this thing that is going to be like, look at all the fun you can have, except when you come over here. Like, you're not going to be able to land on a rock 
or something. I don't know. I made I made a joke myself on the tweets about Sega often will be like, this is definitely the right thing. And then they'll show it and then they'll see that people don't like it. And then they'll be like, oh, no. And they'll do some sort of retarget. That happens every time. But the retarget is always too late. And so is super weird or barely happens or whatever. Oh, so this is going to be even more of a mess than we're seeing now. I think yeah. so. And so, oh, so yeah. the thing that I said was that they're going to be like, okay, Breath of the Wild, that didn't work. What other games we are, are popular right now uh, that are like Elden this? Ring. Elden Ring. And so then they make it Sonic the Dark Knight 2, uh, the, the Brutal Souls-like Sonic game. Uh, I, that, that would be very funny. I don't think that's what's going to happen, but it would be very funny. I mean, being very optimistic, it's like... I'm looking at it and thinking, yeah, I'd play a game like this. <laughs> Me too. I'm that's, interested that's, in it. Yeah, I just wish yeah, they got the yeah. colors right and the music right and uh, gave them get a little more stuff to do. But it, it's it's unfortunate just how much it gives that developer mechanic sandbox vibe. Like it really feels like they oh, worked yeah. on some mechanics, they made a space, and then they randomly scattered the the interactables around. And then they're like, that's good enough, right? <laughs> the, the 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 worst thing I can say about it, if everyone's ready for this. Oh, I'm ready. Um and, and I believe I believe we can move on from this topic after I say this because I believe this is <laughs> the last word. I I'm just rewatching the footage right now and I watched the part where Sonic climbs up a wall after grinding up a rail. Um, after oh, collecting yeah. like three blue coins, there's a, a there's like a bumper <laughs> just embedded in a in an angular piece of wall. Here's the here's the, the meanest thing I can say. I think ukulele looks better than this. Uh, oh, damn! Oh, there we go. Wrecked. <laughs> I'd rather play ukulele. Next topic. <laughs> Are we getting a new space harrier? It's the air twister question. Okay, so air twister. Oh my god, I love air twister. I'm, uh, I'm let's bring this bring the trailer up. Big okay. air twister fan. Personally. Let me tell you why I'm why I'm excited about Air Twister. First of all, video games are back uh, for one <laughs> night only. <laughs> the summer of Suzuki. <laughs> I actually right. remember I I got Air Twister for it was it was only like nine hundred yen the week after it came out. Uh, it was at SoftMap for PS2. That's my joke. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I, I got, mean, got, it a real, really... got a real good copy. You got a copy, a brand new copy for nine hundred yen. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Someone was saying. Um, like, I want to see the reaction on the Apple executive's face when they uh, paid for a new Yu Suzuki game and this is what they got. <laughs> but I'm super excited about this game because I don't care if it has mismatched graphic fidelity levels and the goose is like at a half resolution of the rest Panzer of the game. Panzer Dragoose. Panzer Dragoose. I am flat out intolerant of anyone who can't chill with this. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, no joke. Who, who can't chill with literally all of this, it. This game is uh, laser targeted for the audience of this podcast. Anybody being like Apple Arcade, hard pass was the first uh, reply that I saw to it. Yeah. Um, I'm like, get God darn owned, you know, because... Uh, who cares, man? Apple paid for it, dude. I'm I'm getting Apple Arcade for this. Actually. Apple god darn paid for it. Like, who else was gonna pay for this, right? Yeah. Did they know what they were getting? I'm not sure. But like, we bow down before Air Twister. We, we should explain what it is. It's a new Yu Suzuki game that is basically Space Harrier, but uh, people are calling it Panzer Dragoose because you ride a goose. Um, <laughs> you ride a goose at some. Sometimes you ride a goose. It's 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 a Space yeah. Harrier, but you're a hot girl. Uh, it's got lock-on. Um, yes. It's got a, a very PS2 aesthetic, except very high-def, widescreen PS2 aesthetic. With some Roger Dean floating rock mushroom things as your environment. 
Very important. And we haven't mentioned the soundtrack is just like the most blatant queen ripoff I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. It's, it's this person who's called like um, Valencia, I think, from Holland. And their their new album is called Queen 3. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely love it. Oh, my God. I don't know that I've ever laughed this much during a recording of the show <laughs> as I have talking about these two games. This rules. Oh, man. I have to tell you, I've watched this trailer like 10 times. I put this trailer into Adobe Premiere and, uh, and, and, and inserted cuts and zoomed into stuff just so I could watch it uh, Very good. 10 times my own way. So Sonic <laughs> Frontiers is like watching a 6 out of 10 video game happen in real time. And this is like watching the platonic 7 out of 10 happen in real time. Like this is a perfect <laughs> 7. I don't know that it'll get a 7 out of 10. I don't know if it'll even get reviews. But like this thing is, this is the good kind of mess. And Sonic Frontiers is the bad kind of mess. This is a beautiful right, mess. Exactly. I love this mess. I don't even, yeah, I mean, this is, uh, I, I, I won't even apply words like mess or anything to it. I'm just going to say, looks hot. Well, when I say yeah. mess, I don't mean, yeah, uh, I, know, I, I, mean, mean. I mean jumble. I mean like a, um, a, a mix of ideas is what I mean. I've rewatched the cut where uh, the girl hugs the goose like 500 <laughs> times. <laughs> just hugging a goose. I love the goose. I mean, is it a goose? Is it a swan? She is we'll, so terrible. We'll find out soon. It's a goose imported from an asset store. Oh, stage <laughs> one. Yeah, it does not fit into this game. No, it doesn't. What we actually know for sure about the game so far is that uh, stage one is the sea, right? Yes. We've noticed that. We've all noticed yeah. that. There's mushrooms. Yeah. There's um, mushrooms. There, there's an army of the evil goose commandos, right? It's <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I'm going to call it Top Goose is what I'm going to call it. You Top know, Goose, goose. is nice. the character in Top Gun. So yeah, he's dead though. Yeah, he's dead as heck. Spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen <laughs> Top Gun One. Man, Air Twister, the logo looks good. Mm -hmm. Will it will it come to consoles such as Xbox and PlayStation later? I don't care. I got an Xbox controller and an Apple TV 4K, so yeah, I'm gonna play it on that. I'm going to buy these to play out uh, Air Twister on. Get that Apple TV, dude. It's real nice. Uh, no, I'm gonna. It's a it's a it it is a. Beautiful streaming box I would recommend to anybody who wants to spend a little extra money to have a much better, much better piece of streaming fun. So, Brandon, Brandon, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, we both worked with someone who uh, worked at Sega. Yeah. And then uh, is now an executive at Apple Arcade. Incredible. Ooh. Oh, yes. This is this is what I meant to say. I forgot. I totally. This was my, my whole thing why I wanted to talk about this. So, we, we've got... Okay. We've got Fantasian. We have Very good a, game. New choo a brand new Choo Choo Rocket, mm -hmm. uh, Choo Choo Universe or whatever. Uh, we have Panzer Dragoose, Top Goose, uh, titled Goose Game, Air Twister. Um, mm -hmm. And several, not just one, several of the people that launched the Dreamcast were responsible for launching Apple Arcade. So I'm just mm -hmm. throwing that out there that uh, I don't think... Like, it could be a coincidence. It really doesn't feel like it. But it, it would it. be a surprise. It could be the Dreamcast, too. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. it, it absolutely is the, the new Dreamcast. I just want to reiterate that Castlevania kind of sucks. Yes. Uh, hey, but it's on there. It's on there, but I'm tired of every... So here, here's the problem. Whenever someone mentions an Apple Arcade game on the social media, such as Fantasian's Real Good, someone, look, it's the Top Goose gets its trailer, Top Swan, whatever we want to call it, gets its yeah. trailer. The very first comment I saw underneath it was Apple Arcade, though, hard pass. The next mm -hmm. one was, why no Xbox? Question mark. Then there was a... No, I was really hoping for a comment that says uh, this would be great on the Vita, which would have been the <laughs> ultimate comment yeah. uh, uh, to make. Um, 
Though I did see a lot of people going, oh, you know, I'm not getting Apple Arcade. Somebody replies, oh, Fantasian's on there. And the guy goes, yeah, I guess uh, if there were a couple more games, I would be tempted. There and are. then the very first reply under that was that Castlevania is actually the best one uh, since the DS days, I've heard. And I was like, no, don't don't throw that out there. It's a Castlevania. It's on the Apple Arcade. But man, don't don't compare it to the works uh, of Igarashi on the on the DS, which uh, we might have lampooned a little bit at the time for not being yeah. perfect, but uh, they they hold up. All I'm going to say is we finally got a good Wonder Swan. Oh, uh, the uh, the wonderful <laughs> nice. swan, the wonderful swan they could call this game. Wonderful Swan 01. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a question I was sure that I've asked before at some point, but I checked the spreadsheet and apparently I haven't. So here's a long overdue topic. What are the best fonts and typefaces in video games? Oh man, uh, Sokyo Garentai has just ginormous fonts and I love them. Uh, that's a good one on the Saturn. Any game where the fonts are really big, there's some good ones in Mars mm-hmm. Matrix. When when they replicate the giant Evangelion font in um, like, for example, Steel Girlfriend on the Saturn or the uh, the N64 one looks real good. Big Japanese fonts. That's that's my first pitch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like uh, best font ever in video games is the opposite of the English font for Wild Arms 2. Uh, if anybody wants to have a wild time, uh, that's the worst font. I, the worst English font I've ever... I played a whole bunch of Wild Arms 2 somewhat recently, and my god, uh, stabbed me in the neck with a god darn harpoon. Uh, one of the best fonts I've ever seen in a video game is that of Crime Crackers 2 for the Sony PlayStation, which is also a media vision oh, man, game. Man, that, that game has such a great look. Oh, beautiful look, yeah. Beautiful look. I recently played it and just went bonkers. Everything is really nice about the font yeah. uh, as well. It's good to look at. You you are correct that the uh, the Wild Arms 2 font is bad. I'd kind of like... Are you looking these, at it right now? <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of like the similar font in East, but that one's readable is the main thing. You can mm-hmm. read it. You can look at it and you know what it's what it's saying. Also, it, they don't do it for for all of it they do it for like flourishes i should add that the crime crackers 2 font uh, for the story scenes is a very small sized japanese font where it's pixel art yet the kanjis are all perfectly readable even on a mm. modern lcd or oled tv yeah nice. which is miraculous because for um i really think the the japanese font for persona 2 uh, is also really good, but it benefits uh, like hugely from scan lines, right? So it looks much better with scan lines. Whereas this Crime Crackers 2 font is just perfect. With scan lines, it obviously looks even better, but it looks really, really good. But anyway, the probably the, I mean, the, the two fonts I feel like I see referenced the most in the circles uh, uh, that I exist in are Final Fantasy VI and Earthbound having the two uh i mean they're two they're just i mean i I don't know how great those fonts are but they do fit the games that they're in and also they're just two video games that a lot of people around my age uh played and read lots of words in uh back when they were teenagers so i feel like that's why those fonts uh, have kind of embedded i mean even in my brain that final fantasy 6 font has embedded itself it is quite good and quite readable and also readable even without scan lines uh as I've recently discovered. Along those lines, I also like the... I really like the Final Fantasy 
tactics uh english font where oh, that font's cool yeah it's got like a little drop shadow and it's it's on the tan background it always looked really sharp and classy to me and they they reused that in a few games and i always i don't know it's not like when you zoom in on it it's not that impressive but when you when you look at it in a regular game context it feels very just feels sharp and unobtrusive while still being interesting enough I think in terms of Japanese fonts also, Ore no Shikabane o Koite UK has a really good font. If anybody uh, uh, has seen my, my, I did a video about that game at one point in history. Um, that, uh, I, I, I love the font in that. Again, extremely readable pixel art kanji. Can we just like, I, I, I know I've mentioned this before, though I feel like this is also a good time to just re-mention that the reason that so many Japanese video games like Final Fantasy get remastered and they scrub the font out and they replace it with a really ugly, horrible font in, in the English version is because a lot of those old games, the kanji was kind of hard to read in Japanese. So the Japanese players have a different, they have a different standard for what, what, uh, what constitutes a nice looking remastered font. Like they want a modern font in their game, even clashing with pixel art. Because sometimes it's pixel art fonts were so hard to read. Yeah, and they also were were hand drawn, which means like you can't you can't edit them if you're mm-hmm. if you're making a new version. You can't change bad language or whatever kind of stuff. You typos, whatever you want to fix. They just don't have the romantic attachment to pixel art fonts that we the uh, readers of a language with twenty six letters have, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's why you end up with the the horrendous English font in those Final Fantasy Pixel remasters. It is horrible. It is really, really bad. Uh, if you want to know how bad it is, try tweeting about how you don't like it, and then <laughs> uh, see what kinds of reply, see what kinds of people reply to say I don't mind it, and then click on their their usernames, and then scroll down their Twitter feed and see the sorts of stuff that they like and dislike, and uh, that's that's how bad those fonts are. All right. Uh, yeah, the reason I didn't ask about the worst fonts is because I figured that was already settled law regarding the Final Fantasies. Final Fantasy pixel fonts are the yeah. best. The pixel <laughs> okay. fonts are the best. They are. And I- I'm going to be contrarian and say the Final Fantasy remaster font itself isn't that bad. It's just it needs to be monospaced or it doesn't read correctly. It looks hecka wrong. And when yeah. you replace it, okay. when you replace it with the uh, the, the, the going mod, that was uh, made by a person I believe we all know. When you replace it with that modded font on your PC version, it's solid gold. It looks beautiful. Here's a topic for you. I would like you to design the initial roster of a Street Fighter spinoff with an mm-hmm. original cast mm-hmm. where every fighter is from a different U.S. state. I want at least eight fighters. Okay, this is very good. California is a surfer. I assume we're taking this from the perspective of like, a team not from the United States that has either been to each state once or has has looked them up in a brochure. You've got it. Yeah, yeah. Ca- California is a surfer guy who twirls his surfboard around like Billy Kane from King of Fighters, right? Yeah, he's he's okay. got a Hawaiian open shirt. He's got a straw hat for some reason and sunglasses and shorts. He's kind of like Monkey D. Luffy. And then uh, there's uh, for the uh, I just want to jump ahead uh, in time a little bit for the. Uh, mm-hmm. For the Super American Street Fighter uh, expansion. So this California surfer guy is the Ken of the game. And we introduce uh, his master, who is uh, whose name is Duke. And he's based uh, 
uh, some like quote unquote loosely, by which I mean very not loosely on Duke Kahanamoku, legendary uh, Hawaiian surfer, oh, yeah. uh, statesman, sportsman. And he's just very, and he's he's wearing one of those cool shirts that I own that I'm not wearing right now. That makes he's sense. wearing the cool pineapple shirt uh, that Ernest Borgnine wore uh, in uh, From Here to Eternity. EB, Electronics Boutique. Yeah, good old EB. <laughs> yeah, I like Duke Hawaii for the expansion as opposed to the initial cast. Yeah, yeah, he's, well, because yeah. he, he, he like surfs, uh, he is surfing across the Pacific to get to the tournament and he's late. Mm-hmm. So he only <laughs> okay. arrives during the super expansion. All right, he, we got one. Jaffe, what, what, we, we got to do eight of these, right? Yes. Yeah, do eight. So, okay, so uh, let's get a Vegas guy in there. Oh, of course, uh, of course. And, and so uh, for me, being from Vegas, I'm going to go with uh, Italian-American, but with like spray tan and mm-hmm. uh, slicked back white hair and a yeah. suit. And he's got uh, card-based moves. And he throws, oh, he, yeah. throws uh, he throws chips. He throws yeah. chips. Yeah. He okay. throws cards. Yeah. And um, he he can and, and when he does when he does those things he goes chip or yeah. card like, and, oh, can, that's the call. and and one of his supers is a is a giant roulette wheel he goes roulette wheel and he and he swirls his arms around big ass roulette wheel appears and rolls across the whole love screen. it oh and okay, his like his it. victory stance is he plays a couple notes on a trumpet because toranpu <laughs> is is a Japanese for playing card oh um, yeah and they'll think that's so, a funny joke. Yeah, it's like one. Of, it's a pun that sort of matches up. Yeah, that only works in Japan. That sounds like that. Um, Texas. That's a cowboy. I mean, yeah, it's, okay, but it's a cowboy with a pickup truck. Like, like you know, the the intro animation is he like drives up in his truck and then gets out of the truck and then the truck drives itself away. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's a cowboy. He's got a Lone Star. He's got a star, big star in his hat. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and he's uh-huh. he's called Lone Star. Ooh, and and the rumors on the playground are that you can throw the star from the hat. But oh, it's yeah. never actually been true. Exactly. From one of his supers, just uh, a whole bunch of horses and bulls just explode Stampede. off the right side or whatever side of the screen. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, Stampedin! Like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> or or alternately, he might yell, Yeehaw! Like that. I want to go all the way East Coast, uh, Florida. It's uh, Mickey Mouse. Just straight up Mickey Mouse. <laughs> straight just, up Mickey yeah. Mouse. Or like, not Mickey Mouse, but a guy in a Mickey Mouse mascot costume. All right. Yeah. I mean, I thought you were asking us, but sure. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm from Florida, so I want to weigh in on this specifically. His name okay, is Mr. Uh... Mr. Fluoride is his name. Yeah. He's like a dental mascot. He has a real shiny <laughs> Oh, teeth. so it's like Mickey from like a a, uh, a mobile dentist game kind exactly. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dentist, dentist Mickey, Mister Fluoride is his name. And one, when he uh, when he does when he cues up his super, he goes Fluoride die. <laughs> yeah, Whoa. there you go, there you go. I want to I want to I want to get Indiana in there, and it, it's very simple. Indiana's is just Ayrton Senna because he's a race car driver. And Indi- Indianapolis has the Indianapolis Five Hundred. That is the only thing that anyone in Japan that I ever talked to ever knew about Indiana. When I mentioned Indiana, they said that's where the Indianapolis Five Hundred is. So okay, I th- I think that that's possible, but I think there's another possibility here, which is that it's a guy who's wearing a brown uh, leather jacket and tan pants and has a whip and a hat. Uh, you, oh, you see where I'm going? Yeah, right? you're talking about me. Except I'm that talking I'm talking about a... you. <laughs> <laughs> is he wearing a pair of of of, of Alden 405s as well? Because they would just assume that Indiana Jones is from Indiana and, and that that's what represents that state and that everybody from there, that's what they're into. But they also confuse him with Crocodile Dundee. No, I think, I think he should be from Montana and his name okay. should just be, his name is a Harrison Ford. And he's just he's just Harrison Ford. No, no, it's it's H period Ford. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it has to be different uh, because it, you know, M. Bison, Bison Tyson, oh, right? Oh, sure. So sure, it has sure. to be uh, H. Dot, uh, hmm. Cord. Floored. F L O R D. I don't know. Uh, no, it's it's F. Dot Horde. Fjord. F- Ferris and Horde. Okay. Why isn't it just? Why isn't it just H. Fjord? Could be his name. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Uh, Seattle. Seattle is just complete like '90s grunge rock stereotype. Like so, sure. the ripped jeans with like the the white, you know, whatever the like the under pants underneath and Kurt like the Cobain. flannel and yeah, it's 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 Kurt Cobain from Smells Like Teen Spirit, but his hair is brown to avoid any uh, trademark infringement. His name is Kay Coburn. Is his name yeah. <laughs> because everyone in Japan pronounces Cobain Coban, which sounds like Coburn. Uh, which is a, technically they pronounce it as though it's a French word, which maybe it is. I don't know. But uh, his name is Coburn, C-O-B-U-R-N. That's the think, name of the um, guy from Seattle. New York is going to be our, our 90s hip hop stereotype, right? I yeah. Mean, it's, it's Japan, so they got to make one of those. Yeah, yeah. It could be, or it could be a, like a yin and yang scenario where it's two people and sure. uh, one of them is like, it's I mean, let's just imagine, we've, we've had this, con- well, one of them is, is a hip hop dude. And yeah. and the other one is like we've had this conversation before, but he's like a hip, cool, like street fashion Mario. You know? Mm-hmm. Like he's just like cool Mario. Like he's just a dude dressed in like cool workwear and has a mustache. And they're just they're just called the bros. All right. Is their name. Oh, I, like I think that. that's good. Okay, just, those are our fighters. That's it. We got eight. Okay. Yeah, we we, we nailed it. We got no, we California, could probably we could probably Nevada. do all these states eventually. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm glad we didn't have to get to me thinking New Mexico and and like a Japanese person just thinking that's Mexico. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh no, that would have been a different terrible stereotype. We might come up with eight more at a later date, but for now, yeah, we got to get to Wyoming, which I know a lot. We'll about. be right back after a reasonably sized break. Eight more states at a later date. I could do Wyoming in my sleep. Idaho, Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> Naturally, Chicago anyway. is a, is a, is also a gangster, but with a um uh like a Chicago typewriter got a Tommy gun. I just want to say I'm kind of picturing Seattle as Alex from Street Fighter Three, but like with a flannel shirt. Sure, uh, less muscle, I think. Yeah, I mean, I which I feel like New York could also just be a baseball player. That's true. W- it, what about like um Massachusetts for the baseball? You got Boston. Uh, Red Sox. Red sucks. Um, I feel like you would have to. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm now seeing it. I'm seeing it. Uh, the Ryu and Ken of this game are a, a baseball player from the East Coast and a baseball player from the West Coast. So there's a oh. California baseball player and a New York baseball player. There's got to be, but they they can be off the table for now. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that yeah. later. You have some more meetings. Hitting each other with baseball bats like Soul Calibur. That's actually a cool game. It could just be called United Street Fighter. That's the name of the game. What do you think? <laughs> I like that. Yeah, pretty good. Or just United Fighters. United Streets. Hey, United Fighters. Yeah. United Fighter. Yeah, I'd, I'd play it. I feel like the title might be more like Fighting States. Fighting yeah. States is good, too. Yeah. Well, I'm back. The U-Fighted States of America. Is that- The U-Fighted States of America. Well, if Brandon's back, should we just go? Yeah, let's just go. Uh, Welcome back to Insert Credit. It's time to go into the dirt bag. This is the point where I pick a question submitted by one of you fine donors to patreon.com slash insert credit, where you get access to a form where you can submit these questions, uh, get access to monthly bonus episodes and other little treats and surprises that we have in store for you as we 
deem fit to drop them. One treat early. I don't I don't believe you right now. <laughs> we have them. The way you sold that is like, and you'll get, I don't, I don't know, some stuff. You know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes Brandon will review a video game or talk about a cool album or something. I'll post uh, a selfie once in a while. Yeah, we did. We did that thirty-second bonus episode. You can only get that yeah. on the Patreon. That's for sure. We might show a little bit of cleavage. Uh, this week's question comes from Mono, who asks, "What's the saddest sound you've ever heard in a video game?" Oh shoot! Saddest shoot. sound. Oh god! Actually, I know what it is. Uh, sad might be the wrong word. It's kind of infuriating. I think I've talked about this in a very, very early episode, but in um. Duke Nukem Forever. It, it, it's uh, this is this is horrifying. So a- anybody that wants to skip ahead twenty seconds, please feel free. But um, it's uh, all of the women of the world are getting stolen and impregnated forcibly by aliens, and there's a room that you have to walk through where all these women are like screaming and crying for help, um, because they're being violated by aliens. But some of them are moaning in pleasure because they they like it. It, that is just being in that room is is the worst and saddest by a certain vector sound that I've heard in a video game. It was uh, just such a bad idea. That's a sad answer. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sounds sounds pretty bad. <laughs> sad answer. I don't understand what that joke means. Is that, is that is that from something? I've heard you all do that a lot of times. What is that? We are imitating the sound bite from the Family Feud video game. Yeah. Oh, Esper yeah. plays from oh, the good Family Feud on the Super Nintendo. Good answer. Yeah. yeah, Esper will play it a couple times. It makes sense to the to the listeners because uh, it always gets played. Because I was I was going to say that's that's a really uh, sad sound to uh, hear when you all do that in here because I don't understand it. Owned. And I'm I'm glad I didn't understand it. Really sad sounds in video games. Mm, definitely not this one. Or uh, this one. Bingo. Definitely not this one. I don't know. A lot of really good ones that I can think of. What do you got, Frank? I, I I don't think the sound itself is sad, but it makes me sad, which is um most sound effects in Symphony of the Night. But the one that comes to mind for me is the one where you turn into a mist and to go through gates or whatever, and it and it just sounds like a a Yahoo Games like match three kind of sound effect. Yeah, yeah, a little oh, twig. Yeah. It's a bad one. Someone playing an, a mechanical harp. And it just makes me sad because it's like this game is just such a masterpiece. Like, what? How did they miss this? You know, like, was no one in charge of sound effects? Did these all just come in last minute from from some library and no one? Yeah, they bought a just, CD. Yeah, and like that that makes me sad because it's just like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. this game is kind of close to perfect in some ways, and and this is just very glaring every time. And you have to do it all the time. Yeah, but on the Saturn version, it sounds really good. That's a joke about how it doesn't. Uh, yeah, it is a joke. Good joke. I played it on Saturn. It, it sounds just as bad. The Saturn, the Saturn is great. Um, but uh, that's that's factually true. Let me just say that the Symphony of the Night exclusive uh, Saturn level is is not good. No, it's it's, it's, it's it is not finished at all. They should have left that one on the graph paper. It is extremely an afterthought. It's, <laughs> it's just this trashy little zone. Uh, what what forebodings it brought us of the future of a. Uh, of uh, the Castlevania series. But you can play as Maria. Yeah, Maria's in there. And she's chill as heck as well. So that ultimately yeah. makes the Saturn version the best, sort of. Uh, yeah. Even though it takes like 18 seconds for the the map to load. And it doesn't uh, 
load as a transparency. It's just on the black screen. Anyway, uh, that's enough about Symphony of the Night on the Sega Saturn. I like playing it on my Saturn, which mm-hmm. I have somewhat recently as well. Uh, a sound effect that, in the vein of that sound, that makes me quite it does makes it makes me feel like weird and sad a little bit, uh, but only because it is juxtaposed with such an otherwise beautiful soundscape. Is the god darn uh, item changing sound effect from Animal Crossing New Horizons when you change your item when you like get out your fishing rod or you change it to your bug net it makes this like Sesame Street the video game for Commodore 64 kind of like yay sound effect this uh, little uh, quick xylophone this this quick xylophone run sound and it sounds kindergarten-y as heck which is a little insulting given that Animal Crossing is a game that is very clearly for adults who like to think that it's also a game children might like, where I, I can't imagine children actually liking Animal Crossing over something like Fortnite. Yeah, Animal Crossing is about a game about going to work and doing your job and building your house. <laughs> and convincing yourself that it's uh, it's great. Uh, to I mean, I like Animal Crossing, whatever, but... Uh, Anyway, that sound effect is really weird. What what about the uh oh sound in that in that game? What is up with that? Like when you catch a fish or whatever, and it goes uh oh. Oh yeah, I don't like that sound either. It's, it's very strange. I I I don't understand the point of it, and it's it sticks out so much that like when my partner is playing it on the switch or whatever, I'll just be walking by and I'll hear uh oh, uh, and and like that'll be the that'll be my impression of the game. It's like if I was if I was my own mom. And being like, turn that noise mm-hmm. off. My, my mom never said it quite like that, but um, it's it's because of those repetitious, weird sounds that just get into your head, and it's like, what what is that? What is that? And that that uh oh is definitely one of those. Oh, that was a good question. I was just getting warmed up on it. Good question, hard to answer. Do you uh-huh. or does someone you know have any superstitions about video games? That's a good question because I mean, who doesn't, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't, right? Do you doesn't? I doesn't doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> What's not a superstition about video games at this point? I don't know if this is a superstition or not, but I definitely have like a, I set little rules for myself. Like if I'm, if I'm grinding for something, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to do 10 more of these. And if I don't get in 10 more of these, then I'm going to go away and I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to do something else. But then sometimes I'll be like, all right, just 10 more. But, but I'll, I'll, I'll give myself like a, a specific number. And um, it's not exactly superstitious, but it feels like feels like I'm playing the odds in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like you're in the casino and you have a system. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, that's time, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about this. This is like, I don't know what isn't a superstition anymore. That playing them is good. I don't even no. know what a superstition uh, uh, really is. I mean, I feel like the the kinds of superstitions that you that surround games are things like the Madden curse where you got, mm-hmm. um, if, if you're on the f- cover of the Madden game, you'll have a terrible season. Um, because that was true for like two players or something. And so, uh, it, it's fun to bring that one back up. And then there's like the, you know, you can, you can throw the star on the hat of the Texas guy in, in, um, United fighters States or whatever, that kind of superstition. I don't know if that's really a superstition. I guess that's wrong. So, so, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that I've, like, done in video games where it's, like, you believe that if you don't do it, that uh, that this that this will help in some way. Like, uh, 
I had a when I when I played the game Landstalker for the first time, I ended up I had a lot of problems with Landstalker because uh, my little brother. No offense to him, you know he's thirty some years old now, right? So it's okay. But when he was a kid, he um very very frequently got very very angry as a child. Um, I don't know if there's any anybody out there listening who was an angry child or knew any angry children. There are some children who are just angry to be alive. And when he was about six years old, he was often very angry in the vicinity of my video games while I was playing them on behalf of what might as well have just been a ghost, uh, his anger issued. And I don't know what his deal was, but he kept yanking the Landstalker cartridge out of the Genesis while I was playing, which anyone who knows Sega Genesis games in particular knows that the cartridge slot was very jittery on there. So if you just touched it, you would end up resetting the game most of the time. I haven't thought about that in a long time. I love how they, they carried this over to the Sega Nomad as well, where it was like 10 times as jittery and it's portable. Anybody anybody ever play a Nomad? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, if you touch a game with the battery backup uh, in it, uh, sticking out of a Sega Genesis while you were playing, it, it done straight up deletes all the save files, right? All of them. Yeah. They're just all gone when you turn it back on. Maybe the youngsters in the crowd uh, don't know this. I wonder if my little brother is listening, and I wonder if he knows this. I, I basically, in order to beat Landstalker, I had to play through the whole game about 24 times. Um, I got very, very good at it, as you can expect. Though, let's just put it this way. For some reason, every time I saved the game, I stacked up all the books in the church, stood on top of the top one, and then dropped the save book onto the pulpit. Uh, in order to instigate the save dialogue every time, as though it were some sort of warding ritual to keep my little brother away. Oh, that's a really good one. I did not yeah. have my own room until I was 25. Let's just put that out there, <gasps> right? So, uh, you know, I, I shared a bedroom with my little brother until uh, I went to college, uh, and then I left the country immediately after graduating from college uh, to just kind of show you this how deep this Landstalker uh, experience goes um oh i didn't leave the country because of uh my little brother ripping the land stalker cartridge out i left the country because of the way my little brother ate yeah i hear that <laughs> so <laughs> that's uh um he ate so badly you know can i actually say it's, it's episode 239 right now right that's correct it's I, i've arrived just in time for the for the the series of 230 episodes i've i went to the dentist yesterday and uh, i got I, I got an invisalign installed uh, because uh, one of my teeth broke. Uh, hold on, where's the sound effect for that? And one of my teeth broke uh, back in 2013 while I was uh, promoting my video game Video Ball. I, I bit into an animal cracker. It was on the very first day that I met Michael Kerwin. Me, Michael Kerwin, and Brent Porter walked across the street from our, sit our hotel in Culver City to a Westfield mall, and we uh, walked through that mall, a beautiful mall, in Culver City, the Westfield, very beautiful. I, it's just such a weird '80s throwback mall. We went into a Target, and I purchased um, a, a big old tub of animal crackers because I was very hungry. Right? I purchased a big nine-dollar tub of animal crackers, and I was chewing on them. I was eating them. We were just sharing them, passing them around, walking around the mall. We, you know, as one could do before we had to wear masks everywhere. When we got back to my hotel room, um, we had three hotel rooms all right next to each other because the publisher was paying. Um, uh, we were sitting in my hotel room just eating animal crackers and talking about video games because it was the first time the three of us had hung out together. And unbeknownst exactly to me, one of the animal crackers dislodged a filling in one of my teeth. 
Okay. And oh, no. the, the filling then uh, entered the slurry of animal cracker paste and got oh. between two of my molars and I bit oh. it. And one of my teeth, uh, it drove a spike right up into my tooth and cracked it in half. Um, oh, that's horrible. The tooth broke. And then for four years, the, the, the shard of it remained cutting the inside of my cheek. You can hear the police coming yeah, for me. As for as tell please the story. do not edit out any of these sirens. <laughs> yeah, so um, uh, it was it was just cutting my it was cutting the inside of my cheek for four <laughs> years, Jerry, and it it was horrible. And what? And and uh, eventually, in November of 2017, I got it extracted. I got it yanked out. Okay, because I finally had money. Uh, I finally had uh, dental insurance, and I was able to get extracted. Uh, get it extracted for free. Uh, you know, m- minus the, ins- the ridiculous cost of my insurance that I had to pay every month that came out of my paycheck. Um, my paycheck was already not very big, and the insurance cost made it smaller. Anyway, four years, five years almost, of that tooth being missing caused the two teeth next to it to drift slowly together, which was uh, excruciating pain. My dental nightmare had been ongoing for nine years. Oh, this is the oft-referenced a lot going on in there. Yeah, yeah, the off reference. That was part. This was only actually. There are other parts of the a lot going on in there that we do not have time to get into. Suffice it to say, these teeth were drifting so close together that the gap where the previous tooth had been was no was was just. It was impossible to fit anything in there. I wanted to when I finally got the money from you know becoming independent here i had enough money to go to the dentist and be like okay can i get this can i get an implant in here she's like no your teeth have drifted too close together she's like i'm surprised you aren't in an excruciating amount of pain and i was like oh i am uh but she's like i'm seeing these nerves in here so she's like you need to do an invisalign to pull those teeth apart over the course of six months and uh they they put it on yesterday and now i've got six months of this thing on my teeth before I can then pay then basically the same amount of money to get an implant put in there. And only then, everybody mark your calendars, December 1st, 2022, my teeth journey will be complete. So if you're afraid of going to the dentist, know that the most scary thing is actually not going to the dentist. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it becomes, there's a chance you can get away with it, but it might become something that ruins a particular portion of your life for the better part of a decade. The reason I bring this up now, apropos of uh, mentioning my little brother's chewing and Brandon... I've been waiting for it to come back around to the topic. (laughs) Is, is, holy lord, if you don't know what an Invisalign, look it up. Uh, If you don't know what it is, look it up. Man, it's, there's just a lot of noise in my mouth, in my head, while I'm sitting around at my desk, and Uh. I don't like it. Um, I gotta put up with this for six months. Taking it out is so hard. I have to take it out every time I want to drink or eat something that's not water. The dentist said my teeth are actually very straight, except for the two that really need to be moved. So she said I only need to wear it like 20 hours a day. And I'm like, God, 20 hours a day. So I get like, oh I get like, I'm going to give myself three hours a day of, uh, of eating dinner and uh, eating lunch time. But man, it is not, it is the saddest sound I've ever heard in a video game is this Invisalign in my microphone uh, while I'm, I was playing Resident Evil earlier. So there, you, that's the final answer on that one. I'm just gonna bring <laughs> okay. this back to the uh, the 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 jiggly Genesis carts because the oh, yeah. head of TT Games, uh, what was his name, John Burton, knew that if you jostled the Genesis, then 
you would you would cause some errors and stuff. And in order to surmount that, he made it so that any kind of physical jostling error, because he, he knew like that it, it caused some like jumper problems. It would or it would cause a signal to jump across. And so he he was able to isolate when that's happening. It would then take you to a level select screen. This is for Sonic uh, 3D Blast on Genesis. It would take you to a level select screen, and it would be like, congratulations, you found a hidden level select screen. So if you, basically, if anything in the game messed up for any reason, it would give you a congratulations screen, and you'd go to a level select, and you'd be able to get back to wherever you were or go somewhere else because of that. I thought that was pretty clever, and I wonder if there were people who built superstitions around that, like, yeah, if you do this specific thing, then you can get to the level uh. select, when, in fact, it was any any problem would do it i i want to i want to throw in that that my favorite like version of that you know the sort of error correction thing i mean there's many examples like link to the past has one that 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 one kid's is it wing commander is that um no it is okay. uh there's a shrek game on the gamecube and uh, i believe if you fall out of bounds or if or, or if it tries to crash or something uh he falls into the inside of a gamecube and you run around until you turn it off that's pretty fun <laughs> Yeah. That rules. Uh, I think on that note, we should go on to our lightning round. We're going to be playing Game FAQ and A's again. It's one of my favorite new games. I can't get enough of it. This is the game where I go to GameFAQs.com, one of their Q&A boards, which they have dedicated to every dot video com. game they have featured on there. Are you sure it's and not a .net? That's a joke. I'm, I'm just 100% sure. Um, it's a good joke for me. It's all Thank right. you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so I pick a bunch of questions that were asked on that board and have you answer them as quickly and pithily as possible. Accuracy mm -hmm. is not a consideration. Uh, this week we're doing The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Mm, yeah, give me that past. Question one. What does a full inventory look like? Whole lot of Cokes in the fridge, whole lot of beans in the cupboard. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and, a, and a whole lot of footballs in my bottom dresser drawer. I like that. Because I'm an American. Thank you. Question two. How did the game get its name? They were late to the party and they they knew they needed to use that LTTP acronym. Yeah. They, they, the character's name was Link. Uh, they just realized that. They were late to the party uh, on learning that the character's <laughs> name was Link. So they decided to make an acronym or an abbreviationable name. Thank you. And work backwards from there. Uh, question three. How do I enter the dark world? Oh, you're in it, buddy. You were, hey, you, you, your mom, uh, your mom brung you there. Uh, and, you know, I mean, uh, yeah. And then you first you got slapped. Uh, just like literally the second you emerged. Uh, how, how are you going to try to tell me this ain't the dark world? Bro, <laughs> if I know one thing, if I know one thing, it's that you were either born into the dark world or you end up there, kid. Yeah, exactly. That's right. No, no way. No way to avoid it. <laughs> Question four: What do I do with this chest following me around? Give it a name. Use a use a harness instead of a leash because uh, uh, you may not know that that the the leash can can damage a chest's uh, neck. <laughs> they don't have stronger necks than we do. Uh, give it give it a harness. Um, give it a, a, a nice name. Feed it feed it lots of protein. Okay, so I'm I'm just gonna say uh, first of all, her eyes are up there. Uh, second of all, she's your date, <laughs> nice. and uh, I don't know. Take her to a nice restaurant. Nice. There you, I mean, come on. She, you're just trying to get her out of the dungeon. You're just <laughs> get out. Question five. Where are the achievements? 
<laughs> wow. That's a good. In your mind. That's hilarious. I mean, it, it really depends on 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 your eth- your you know your your background and your values. Like you know, for a lot of people, uh, marriage and a family is an achievement, and it's really up to the individual. That's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Where are your achievements? I mean, I, I just want to know, is this seriously, is this, did somebody like seriously ask if there are, are achievements or not in yes. Legend of Zelda Links to the Past? That's wild, dude. These are not fake questions. Well, no, I mean, like, was was that the question? It wasn't about, like, some Nintendo Switch Classics remaster or whatever. It was this just. This was on the Super Nintendo board. Oh, that's just bonkers. Question six How do I play with two people or more? <laughs> I think there's apps for that. Just look up uh, polyamory in your in your dating app, and don't worry, they'll find you. There you go. They will find you for sure. Oh my god, how do you play with two or more people? Uh, just pass the controller around. There's my honest answer. On the 3DO, you have to uh, you have to plug the controller, the second controller, into the first controller. It's 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 strange because you don't do that on other consoles, but uh, 3DO only has one port for a controller, so you have to plug the second controller into the first. We're not talking about the 3DO version of Link to the Past. We're talking about Super Nintendo. That's oh, fair. Whoops, I, for- I, for- I forgot. I forgot. Uh, qu- <laughs> well, we're not going for accuracy. Question seven. The 3DO version is pretty good, though. Yeah, it's, that's good. What do I yeah. do as Rabbit Link? Jump around. Jump around. Uh, jump up, jump up, and <laughs> jump get jump down. Jump up and get down. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That, that's yep. pretty thorough. Question eight. Yeah. How do I open the doors? There's a doorknob. Uh, Usually. How, how have you survived this long, man? Yeah. My answer to this question. You have to... Um, so you're, you time travel back to the late 60s. Yeah. You get a really good band together. I, I Since we're time traveling, I think you ought to be able to snipe some some members of... of bands that would become famous-ish but but they won't super be missed from the timeline so like you can get the organist from iron butterfly or something like that and and get uh, some of Jimi hendrix's backing band or whatever ah, i see where you go M- make sure you write a really at least one really good song and then maybe you can open for the doors i like that why do you have to write a good song if you're traveling back in time just bring back oh yeah bring songs. back bring back uh, some Katy perry yeah you can yesterday <laughs> sure question nine B-shop? B-shop? Like, B-shop? That's the entirety of the question. B-shop? Sorry, this is someone from, from Boston. No, it's it's uh, it's in B-minor. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Very uh, good. Final question. What do I do after I complete the game? Boy. I'll smoke some weed. Yeah, just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah smoke Walk some Walk outside, weed. squint <laughs> into the sunlight, and uh, greet the new day. Yeah, greet that new day. That's beautiful. Hit, hit reset and go again, baby. <laughs> Brandon, you're our winner this week. Congratulations. Oh, nice. You get to come up with next week's topic. Was it was it my B-shop joke? <laughs> yeah, it was your B-shop joke. That's what put you over the top. Uh, does anybody have any recommendations this week for our audience? I got some, actually. Surprise. All right. um, here's, here's something if you want to be rocketed back to the, the year of 2010. Um, mm-hmm. You can listen to George and Jonathan the best music which i actually listened to it um i know i know that jonathan of george and jonathan listens to this show oh what's up jonathan it actually made me depressed because it re- it made me remember uh, a time when i was optimistic about things <laughs> because the music is so like it was of this era when indie games felt like there was a lot of possibility you know game consoles were doing well things were pretty smooth overall the apocalypse wasn't as close to present at that time and uh, this music really brought me back to that zone it's all done with um with pixels music program 
which is very nice. It's it's good. You'll like it. You should check it out. PX Town. I made some PX music in that. And let let me or tell PX you, Town. I guess it's not uh, it's not that easy. That's yeah. all I have to say about that. It's it's not a you. It's you not got that some good easy. sounds out of that thing, that George and Jonathan. So listen to that. That 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 record was what made me want to try to learn to make stuff on on PX yeah. Town, Pix Town, Pix Town. And uh, I I lit it up and I made a couple of things which I never shared with anybody. And I just remember going, well, all right, I've played Cave Story and I've listened to this record and I see uh, I see what sorts of places you can get to, but I, I can't get there. Yeah. Uh, without uh, without drastically changing my lifestyle. That sounds right. Those those folks made that album by just they were messing around in it and they would just send songs to each other and then modify them or mess with them. And then they came up with that together collaboratively, which is nice. Uh, then the other thing I'm going to recommend is a video game and it's a newish video game, what? which is I know uh, Citizen Sleeper. Which uh, is on, you could get on your Game Pass, but you could also buy it, which is probably nice to do for them. Uh, Citizen Sleeper is a visual novel, tabletop RPG-ish kind of video game. There's a lot of text in it. It definitely feels like you're in a uh, William Gibson novel, in a way. It's got a oh, yeah. cyberpunky writing that is not, um, they're not trying to reference stuff. They're trying to create a new novel. That is a cyberpunky thing. It doesn't feel like a reference to anything. It's definitely its own zone, and it's pretty engaging. And you, uh, you battle. You don't battle. You complete tasks with uh, with dice, but you, they're not actual dice rolls. You just the randomization is what die faces do you get at the start of a day, and then you can apply those to various tasks, and you have pluses and minuses to various things. It's and it all takes place along basically a one line. It's a it's on a linear spaceship, and so um, on the PC you just like scroll up and down it with your mouse wheel, and it feels pretty nice to interact with. Yeah, there's a lot of reading in it, a lot of text, but it's all enjoyable, and I recommend it. I think it's a good one, and it's a game that I couldn't make, which is the highest compliment I could could give it. Oh, I also want to do another thing. Speaking of games that I could make. Uh, I'll just recommend that you wishlist Hyper Gunsport again uh, in advance of also paying attention to Sunday the 12th, the PC Gamer Show. We will announce our new video game, our next video game. Ooh, you heard it here first. Speaking of Michael Kerwin and Brent Porter, uh, they're all up in there in this video game. It is probably the most, maybe the most insert credit video game that we have tried to make so far and it's gonna be we're gonna have our trailer in that pc gamer show and you should uh please take a look at it please be present and watch it live because that'll be fun for me if y'all are there and uh, i'll be there watching it live somewhere I, I don't know on youtube or on the twitch maybe i'll have them both open tim frank either of you have anything to recommend yeah frank what do you got <laughs> i think the only thing that i've uh, engaged with media wise since the last show is uh severance and i don't think i need to recommend that oh did you did you watch all of it i did uh i'm i'm a little upset because um for some reason i had it in my head that the entire show was over not just the first season so i watched it thinking i was going to watch a complete story and then it suddenly there wasn't another episode you just yelled did you yell at the end i yelled at the end i I did I, i was like what the heck man yeah, good. For uh, but uh, I I hear that the ending was uh was uh it did wrap up and then it was it was changed uh, 
I mean, early enough oh, in production. Early enough in production, the the ending was changed so that it could accommodate a future season. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, we might as well talk about the show for a second, right? Like, uh, it's yeah, give it a second. It, it does feel to me like it could have been a self contained story through mm-hmm. one season. Yeah, and and, uh, and it it's kind of interesting because it's like maybe I mean the show is I think pretty successful in the sense that people I know talk about it, so I assume it's successful. Yeah, I think it did. I think it did quite well. I don't I don't know if it did Squid Game numbers for Apple TV Plus, but uh, I think it did quite well. And it, it like I can see this being a show that lasts for four seasons and one of them's terrible. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of an interesting crossroads for uh, what I thought was an amazing season of television. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know uh, if I want any more, honestly. Like yeah. I'll watch it because I'm engaged, but I think it should have ended. I choose to stay optimistic about stuff in general because why not? It is slightly harder. Uh, to be optimistic about stuff sometimes, but I'm um, I'm like you know I'm not sure if uh, if the writers uh, I mean because it's it's just this crystal clear perfectly formed idea of a story and it's like I bet there was just an ending for that yeah. right and it's I like agree. I I honestly this is the the nicest thing I can say is I wonder what it was you yeah. know like I, I want uh, the ending that we see to that season was pretty good it just felt like I bet there was a really great ending for it um that would have uh it, it felt very novelesque you know mm-hmm. like very much mm-hmm. like a like a very well plotted science fiction novel um and, and you know I, I i i don't know i mean the, the author certainly did have that story so far in mind right so uh, why not uh encourage them to try to uh continue it respectfully and gracefully right but i mean who knows how it's going to turn out squid game season two if the if that writer guy just uh keeps on uh meticulously honing all of these things that he's uh inspired by it's probably going to be pretty good i don't know the danger is a uh hopefully people have learned from true detective where the first season had like four years of pre-production and that was why mm-hmm. it was good and then they were like we need a second season next and we year. need it right now yeah and yeah. so that that's how you get Season two mm. of True Detective. And so hopefully they'll give some breathing Which room. Which I'll, I'll be honest, uh, as an avid reader of of bad crime novels, I loved it. I loved True Detective season two. However, True Detective season one and three are better. Did you see, Brandon, True Detective season four is being made right now? I did and, not. And uh, uh, the lead, are you, are you sitting down for this? The lead actor yeah. has been cast. It is God darn Jodie Foster. Oh, uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be tasty. I guess they got something going there. She's back, and I accidentally was spoiled on what uh, the state it takes place in, which, which I guess isn't really a spoiler. Would you like to know where it I takes would like place? To know. Yeah, it takes place in Antarctica oh, at a wow. research facility. <laughs> Judith Foster. I love so it. she's a she is an American detective who has to go to Antarctica to investigate something. I'm like, all right, dude, I'll take yeah. it. Apparently, it's not Nick Pizzolatto writing it anymore, but everybody at HBO is just so talented these days. So whoever, I trust whoever they get. That euphoria, heck of a show. I mentioned that before. Oh, yeah. The other problem that they had with uh, True Detective was season one, they had one director who was able to maintain a consistent vision. and Carrie Joji Fukunaga. Yes, indeed. Season two, they had Justin Lin do a couple episodes and then, yeah, mixed it up. Everybody. Season three is real good. I still recommend you watch season three, Brandon, if you haven't watched it. Uh, I haven't. I, I, I might it, give it a look. It's, it's got that Mahershala Ali in it. It's got Stephen Dorff in it, dude. 
Yeah. Steven Dorff is in there. Steven Dorff, who starred alongside Wesley Snipes in Blade, now starred yeah. alongside Mahershala Ali, who is cast as the new Blade. Pretty, pretty wild coincidence. Mm-hmm. Also, it's it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so that Blade movie, unfortunately, will suck. Um, oh, God, But yeah. uh, I'm going to watch it anyway. I finally watched White Men Can't Jump, speaking of uh, Blade's Wesley Snipes. Oh, that's that's a good film, dude. I finally actually watched it. Did you like it? I had more fun than I thought I was going to, that's for sure. Watch Money Train, dude. Watch Money Train if you get a chance. Have you seen Money Train? I said Money Train three times, four times. I can't remember if I've seen Money Train or if I only think I've seen Money Train. I, I like I like Money Train sort of a lot, man. It's we need a, a they need, there, there's there's got to be a Snipes uh, Harrelson reunion at some point. I would agree. <laughs> there's got to be. They man, give them a true, true detective season. They're making a new White Men Can't Jump. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. I think they might have cameos, but that doesn't really count. Yeah, I I need I need Snipes and Harrelson back in something. Everything Snipes has done lately is uh, I mean, I watched that I watched that Coming to America sequel. Uh, it's uh, I don't know. Uh, what would I recommend? Okay, so last week I talked about, um, uh, I asked Frank about going to a chiropractor. I received a lot of uh, messages from people telling me to not go to a chiropractor uh, and telling me instead to go to physical therapy. So I just would like to respond to all of those people here. You you said in the show you're going to physical therapy. Yeah, uh, the physical therapy, the insurance cut me off of the physical therapy. Oh, they did that to me too. They, they were like, nah, you're good. Yeah, and literally, <laughs> literally, it was my doctor who said, so did it solve all of your pain issues? And I said, no. And then uh, my doctor, who's not a man uh, uh, who's a news anchor, the doctor then said, you know, you might, I mean, at this point, you could just try going to a chiropractor. It was my doctor who told me to go to a chiropractor. My doctor said my lantern. Not saying that means anything. Not saying that means anything. I'm just saying that's a, I, I, I don't think I want to. I got a Theragun. Yeah, I don't think you should do I it. I got a Theragun and I like it so far. And I got this. Uh, Get an osteopath. An osteopath, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, my insurance sucks. I pay about twice as much for my insurance as I should, and uh, which means I pay, uh, in American terms, I pay about sixteen times as much as anybody should um, for everything. I'm in a lot of pain all the time, and uh, they—that's uh, just talking about my uh, my wallet, uh, if you know what I mean. Um, uh, uh, so it's uh, <laughs> so so it's uh, uh, I'm in a lot of pain all the time. And uh, the health insurance company really thinks it's very, very funny. So they're they're having a really good time. That's what their job is. They cut me off of my my migraine medicine too. Wow! And it's fun to know that it was working. It's uh, it's like oh, it was working. So you know, I'm off of that now. For- yeah, but you're better now. You're good now. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a uh, you don't need that anymore. They sent me this uh, this email. It's like United Healthcare has processed your claim, click here to access your secure message. And then you've got to like, it tells you you forgot your password. I didn't forget my password. You know, I know I didn't forget my password. Just tell me you want me to have a new password. I try to make a new password and it says, your your new password can't be the same as your old password. And it's like, okay, why am I here then? And then I, I you know, after a half an hour, I open up the message and it's like, we're sorry. The claim uh, was denied. You cannot have this medicine anymore. It's like, okay. They actually said, we're sorry. Oh, it didn't say they're sorry. No, they don't say we're sorry. It just says, it says, the claim has been denied, and denied is red, all caps, and bold. And so. and there's 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 an emoji next to it of like a laughing face. Yeah, it's a picture of Crash Bandicoot uh, with his <laughs> eyes bugging out. 
They've got like a low res Crash Bandicoot meme. Uh, denied. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm not gonna go to a chiropractor. Um, okay. But uh, I'm just gonna continue to suffer in like uh, G did. Well, silence as far as you, the listener, are concerned. But but suffer in loudness as far as anyone within a hundred feet of my front door is concerned. Because I'm in here just hooting and yelling all day. <sighs> oh well. Was that your recommendation? <laughs> no, I was just, I was, I was, I was, I already gave a recommendation, Jerry. I already Fair gave enough. one. Just figure sure, out where sure. it is and what it was. Well, Biff Stallion has a recommendation. Uh, they say that where many other video game podcasts are overly serious, cringy, or convoluted, insert credit is Super Fun Pinball. Uh, if you're listening hmm. to this show on any platform where SFPB. you can subscribe to or review podcasts, they uh, wrote that part? Yeah. Uh, no, this is me transitioning out of that oh, okay, okay. into my <laughs> outro that you hear me say every single week. Hence the confusion. <laughs> uh, I recommend that you engage with us in that way to keep the algorithms pushing us upwards and forwards. You can go to patreon.com slash insert credit where you could become a patron to submit your own topics, listen to monthly bonus episodes, and get other exclusive content. You could also join our community at forums.insertcredit.com or follow us on Twitter at Insert Credit or search for Insert Credit on YouTube, where these episodes are available in video format. This show is edited by Esper Quinn with original music by Kurt Feldman. I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Cifaldi. I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield. And you have now saved your game. And that, I, I just want to I just want to offer a couple of uh, notes, a couple of English teacher notes of feedback to that guy who left that review. Okay, uh, Biff Stallion. Ooh, you know, basically, if I were like an editor at a major publishing house, I would I would I would use my red pen, make a circle, and write the word "which?" question mark next to his uh, unlike other video game podcasts that are too serious. You got a list. You got to name names. You got to <laughs> name names.